0: The EDP Weird Norfolk With Shifra Connor, Stacia Briggs and Richard Fair
1: Listeners will realise I'm kind of flying solo today Which is a little bit daunting Because I haven't got Stacia and Richard to help me along the way So I hope this goes okay I am on holiday Uh, Been to New York, been to Boston And I couldn't be in New England without a visit to Salem Hopefully our listeners will know that we have some quite interesting connections with Salem, which I kind of stumbled across when we were doing some research about witchcraft in Norwich. I believe she was the first witch to be, um, I want to say executed, but I don't know if that's the right word, actually. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah. So she is the first woman to be executed as part of the witch trials at Salem. And it turns out that she's actually from Norwich, which is amazing. And I was really, really quite shocked to find out that we had this connection that had never really been explored in Norwich. Anyway, I got in contact with Destination Salem, and a very nice lady there forwarded my details on to some very nice people here, and um, I'm actually in the Salem Witch Museum at the moment, and I have two lovely ladies who are going to talk about um, Bridget Bishop with me. Um, Do you want to just introduce
2: yourselves? Yeah, so my name is Rachel Christ. I'm the Director of Education
0: here at the Salem Witch Museum. And I'm Jill Christensen, and I'm the Assistant Director of Education at Salem. Oh was Well, was it
2: wasn't planned that we had that a very name? similar name. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I, had like,
1: I had to keep checking like <laughs> to make sure I like, asked
0: for the right person. <laughs> um,
1: thank you so much for having me. it's uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, me and my friends, we came to Salem on Saturday just for like a little look around. We, we haven't actually visited any of the museums yet but we went along to the burying ground and we saw the memorial for everybody because
0: it wasn't just women mm-hmm. who... H- how many men were actually? So 19 uh, people were hanged, mm-hmm. of which uh, five were men. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Giles Corey was pressed to death, so yeah. he makes the sixth yeah. man execution. Okay,
1: it. that's really interesting. Um, we, I kind of, I guess, primarily would like to talk about Bridget. Um But I was really curious, how do you come across, do you know anything about Thomas Oliver's history? How do you come across his first wife at all in your research?
2: So this was actually news to us. Yeah. So um, obviously we've researched Bridget. Um, We've actually recently been working on um, a couple of big research projects. Um, One, which is Jill's Baby, is this sites tour around Mm -hmm. um, Essex County, so just everywhere, whether it's a site that's still standing or just the land where something once stood that connects to the trials that we can kind of hone in on, Mm -hmm. which has been a really interesting research project. And she started in our area with Salem and Salem, Salem Town and Salem Village, Salem Village being Danvers today and Salem Mm -hmm. Town being what is now Salem. Um, And Bridget Bishop actually owned orchards and had a home that was just down the street from oh, where okay. we live so where we live where we were <laughs> essentially we live <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I <know that> feeling. <laughs> um so we obviously knew the story yeah. but um and that's why I asked Jill to be here that and she's also a superstar um, <laughs> because she's more of a Bridget
0: Bishop es- expert than I am so mostly what I know about Bridget Uh, comes from the great uh, Marilyn Roach who has written several books about the witch trials and she has one in particular called Six Women at Salem. Mm -hmm. She's working on six men. I I think I've seen the book
1: in some of the shops around actually. It's fantastic. So
0: one of the six women that she focuses on is Bridget. So for each woman that she talks about there's a wonderful introduction. So all that I know about Bridget's prior uh life mm-hmm. comes from this section of marilyn's book so okay. that's wh- why i knew she was from yeah. where you are yeah um and i knew she married there and i knew she came here to boston and then found herself in uh salem mm-hmm. and married thomas oliver yeah. who is also from yeah he's from norwich area. yeah yeah um and all she talks about is that his he was a widower mm-hmm. but his first wife was named mary mm-hmm. there's no maiden name mm-hmm. there that they had three children but in Marilyn's book I believe she says Oliver at one point went home to England but Mary refused to go with him oh that's really interesting and then I learned recently that yeah so
1: I had some I did some research I I stumbled across it on a on a blog and Mary was actually sent home because she was an admin supporter of Roger Williams Mm. Um, and obviously from yes. what I've read, I'm not that familiar yeah. with him, but he, he I guess banished. he, yes. yeah, he was banished basically for his like kind of religious views. And yeah. was he quite liberal? Yeah, he was liberal? a, good, like, yeah, yeah. Was a good guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. The, in, so, the, in, the, in the winter, yeah. I think 1685, yeah. he fled in the middle of a blizzard yeah. south, and he founded Rhode Island, yeah. the state of oh, Rhode okay. Island, now because they, have they were Williams. they were sending a ship to, from Britain to come yeah. get him because yeah. he thought. The natives should be paid for their land. He thought churches. All these wildmen. Yeah, I know. I would have loved the guy. Yeah, when I
1: was reading about him, I thought he sounded amazing. It makes me want to
2: live in Rhode Island. Yeah, like Mary, if she was. Yeah, so Mary,
1: like they came. I think they actually came to Salem after he had left, but it was only a couple of years. So obviously, people would have been talking about him, Um, and she was actually quite uh, vocal about how she, you know, agreed with him, and she was punished by the Salem elders, I guess. Right. Although I'm not sure if she lived in Salem Village
0: or is it Denver? I believe if it's here. Yeah. It would have Salem been town town yeah, Salem. Salem Town When when Bridget married widower Thomas mm. Oliver, she moved into the property that he owned very close to here, yeah. just down the block. Mm.
2: Okay. Here. So what, um, I think it's better to just go to the source, what Marilyn <laughs> writes, um, which we had read and we had talked about this mm. morning is, um, so his first wife had been a turbulent woman, his first wife being Mary. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so she's a Sabbath-breaker who was also given to showering insult- insults and threats of bodily harm onto those who crossed her. She not only called New Englanders thieves and robbers and uttered divers and mutinous speeches before Captain William Hathorne, but also said the governor was unjust, corrupt, and a wretch and for, for fining her on insufficient evidence for stealing two goats. Mm. So she's, you know... Definitely outspoken.
0: Yeah. Definitely had some strong opinions on New England yeah. um, Which so, made us discuss this yeah. morning, what's up with Thomas Oliver? Because Bridget was an outspoken, accused of stealing... It yeah. sounds like he had a type. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> exactly. exactly. out the worst? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what so yeah. the it's, it's Which really, came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it is really interesting, because he obviously did, you know, he likes these kind of outspoken yeah. women. Um, so Mary was basically almost banished I said yeah I, I think and sent home to to Norwich where so they lived for a, a, a few years mm. but she actually ended up being accused of witchcraft um that so that's I know that's something we didn't mm. know I know yeah. so it's really interesting because at home in Norwich a lot of these places actually um you know are still standing so mm. like you can actually literally walk In the footsteps that you know that Mary kind of took, Mary Lehman Oliver was still in Massachusetts till 1649. Um, confessed to witchcraft, shipped back to England in 1649. But I found another quote that says she she was sent home because of her support of Roger Williams. Mm. She was placed in a cage outside Norwich Guildhall, which is still there, and then burned at the stake as a witch in 1659
2: at Norwich. So that's interesting because. Typically in England, people were not burned at the stake. That is
1: true. So she would have actually, we had this, and it's, there's actually a pub on it, which yeah. is typical. There's <laughs> pubs on everything. It's yeah, a definitely. place called Lollard's Pit. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a place where heretics were burned. Mm-hmm. So they okay. would always burn heretics. Okay. And she, although she was accused of witchcraft, they said she was a heretic. Mm-hmm. And that's why she was burned there. Okay. Um, So she would have been kept in um, the Guildhall, which Mm. we can still go to. The prisons are all still downstairs. Um, She would have been walked through the streets of Norwich carrying her bundle of sticks Mm. that she was going to be... It's just, it's chilling. It is chilling. Through the cathedral close, which the cathedral is still there, that's been Mm. there for nearly a thousand years, over a place called Bishop's Bridge. Mm-hmm. And then Lollard's Pit was just on the other side of Bishop Bridge because that was kind of the outskirts of Norwich at the time. Yeah. So they, any you know, heretics and criminals and stuff, yeah. they would always kind of put just outside of the city. Yeah. And so she probably would have spent the night at Lollard's Pit in a cell, and then she would have been
0: burned the next wow. day. Wow. What was her maiden name? You said layman
1: It says Lehman Oliver.
0: So is it L-E-H?
1: Mar- Mary Lehman? L E M A N. And she was born in 1603. Unbelievable. And. It's it's just shock. So she she just kind of she missed the whole sailor. She could have been number twenty, yeah, like quite yeah, easily. And yeah. um, but I I can't I haven't quite established whether it was her choice to go home or whether mm. she had been t- banished or yeah. you know I wonder if she was homesick and she maybe mm. you know yeah. she, her views yeah. might have been more accepted at home. I don't know. And she and they had three children. Yeah. So yeah. she would
0: have left the children behind because yeah. they were yeah. here. Yeah. During the
2: Bridget time. Yeah. Although they wouldn't Although have been. I in the 1660s, they're all adults. So right. yeah. they would have been, you know, teenagers. So they
1: traveled home in, I've got this written down here, um, 16. Oh, yeah, I think I said it was 1650, oh, 1649. Mm-hmm. So they were married, Thomas. And Mary were married in sixteen twenty six, so they probably had their children fairly soon after that, didn't so they? So he
0: was quite a bit older. He was
1: thirty years older than Bridget. Than Bridget, yeah. Mm. So and he would have actually have been in Norwich when she married her first husband. Um, Wasilby, so
0: yes, her yeah,
2: first yeah. Husband,
1: yeah so they were. Everybody was in Norwich. I think Mary at that point had already been executed. Mm. So. It's likely that Bridget would have known of Mary. Yeah. Right. Um, they
0: married in sixteen sixty. Yeah. Bridget and, and Samuel so, Wasselby. Yeah,
1: so it's very
2: likely that she knew Thomas in yeah. in Norwich. Yeah, well so if that's the case, then he even more so has a type in yeah. that the women he marries yeah.
1: get executed Because I think he, did he know. accuse Bridget of witchcraft as well? No.
0: no Thomas he, Oliver? Yeah. yeah. He no. was dead. Mm-hmm. No. He, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was suspected for decades because mm-hmm. yeah. she was a, you know, mouthy woman. Yeah. Now. And I think probably a petty thief because it did seem like stuff went missing when she was around—little bits of money or brasses, or um, you know. Yeah. Do you think she
1: would have actually practiced witchcraft in any way, or do you think any of the people accused
2: did? No. No, I mean, so when we when we talk about witchcraft. It's hard, because the definition of witchcraft by, you know, the 17th century standard is a person who has made a, a covenant with the devil. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sold their soul to the devil, you know, in return for these magic powers. And there's no evidence that anybody, in mm-hmm. New England at least, was trying to sell their soul to the devil, you know? Now, was anybody pr- trying to practice folk magic? Mm. Yes. I was going to ask you about then. the folk magic. But they wouldn't it, have seen everybody. it. And, yeah, doing and it, was doing really, yeah. yeah. And they wouldn't have seen it as you know,
0: themselves practicing witchcraft, yeah, yeah. most likely. It was counter know? magic. Yeah, exactly. And so, what, uh, one of the main accusers of Bridget was the Shattuck family. Samuel Shattuck, they, they had a, a son who had some sort of disease that was de- degenerating. Mm-hmm. His health was really going down. They blamed it on these visits from Bridget, and in the testimony, Samuel actually admits to using some kind of counter magic to try yeah. and prevent her from hurting his son, and yet he's not in trouble, but mm. she's in trouble. And that happens with a lot of people where somebody
2: in the testimony during the trial says, Well, yes, I did use counter magic against them at one point, mm-hmm. and it was kind of just like. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, yeah. so <laughs> magic, yeah. exactly, during this time is kind of sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not okay. Mm-hmm. It really depends on the context. Yeah. Bridget, um, supposedly, the people who demolished her house that she had with Thomas Oliver and then she they built a new house with her third husband, with Edward Bishop. Um, they supposedly found poppets in her walls. Oh, okay. um, poppets being kind of like a voodoo doll. Um, you know, who knows if that's true. But they could have been put there before she moved in anyway. Exactly.
1: Either. Or she could yeah. have used them yeah. to fend off evil. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe
2: they were poppets and she was trying to protect her house. Yeah. Maybe this is just something she already had a reputation and it was said against her you know we'll never know for yeah. sure but there's a thousand reasons why they were there they don't necessarily mean she was trying to yeah. you know hurt someone yeah. so yeah.
1: one thing I wanted to ask was so in England and well the whole of the UK there's the kind of tradition of cunning women mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard that term mm-hmm. before yeah. Do did you, do you have an equivalent of cunning women over here or would it or is it just like general kind of folk magic or
2: well so i mean you we have to remember when we're talking about the 17th century these are people who are from england mm. you know literally directly yeah. from england so the traditions that are there are the same traditions that are here mm. at this point so um you do have people women who are skilled midwives we wouldn't necessarily call them cunning women as mm. frequently though during that time they would have used the phrase yeah. you know what i mean but like for example, Ann Pudiator, who lived a couple houses down from this building, again, um, we're in the center of where all of this is happening, mm-hmm. um, Ann um uh, was a midwife, she um, is this wealthy widow, and she's going around in the homes, um, in this area, helping people, and she, um, when she is accused, and she does have some kind of a sordid history, but when she's accused <laughs> of witchcraft in 1692, they find these ointments in her home, and that is used as evidence against mm-hmm. her, so, and that happened with a couple of different people, Martha yeah. Corey also had ointments in her home, and so you know, at any other time, you would probably consider those as just something that was being used for regular right, yeah. up for some yeah, like, um, yeah. rashes or yeah. something. But, but during a witch panic, it can yeah. easily become something else entirely. Yeah.
1: I, I think it was one of the things that like, when I was doing my extensive notes, <laughs> I was I looked into Matthew Hopkins, mm-hmm. and obviously he was um, had a very strong presence in the whole of East Anglia. So mm-hmm. it, uh, Essex Suffolk which is like our kind of sister county mm-hmm. and then Norfolk and he traveled all over the place um that all happened before Bridget came mm-hmm. yeah. over over here and I was thinking that the people who came over will have brought those stories with them mm-hmm. right. there could have been people who came over halfway through the kind of mm-hmm. the, the, the witch witch trial panic and might not have actually have heard that it was over, and you know that sort of thing. So, do do you feel like that people just would have brought over these stories well, with they them? Did um, because
0: a lot of the people that we research from this time period, sixteen ninety two, there they had been previously accused of witchcraft. 10 20 oh, really? years before or their mother had yeah. or their grandmother had yeah. John Proctor's one of the famous ones mm-hmm. and his wife Elizabeth's grandmother had been accused of witchcraft oh. 30 years before so that idea that came directly yeah. from England into the family mm-hmm. these traditions yeah. they just weren't really Hanging them yeah. so frequently as yeah. what yeah. went on in this perfect yeah. storm yeah. that happened yeah. in 92. Yeah,
2: and one of the interesting things about um, when we're talking about New England witchcraft as opposed to English witchcraft is when we're talking about it, we look at England as being very tame because according to English law, it was actually really hard to convict yeah, someone. I, you're witchcraft. right, actually. Yeah. You had to really have a lot of. You know, when we say evidence, it sounds silly because yeah. obviously no one can actually be <laughs> yeah. practicing magic, but you have to have pretty strong evidence. And the one of the big reasons why the witch trials break out in New England in um, Salem is because we're having this difficulty with the Charter mm-hmm. at this point, so... Um, the court systems are kind of up in the air. Nobody's really sure exactly what the legal system is going to look like um, because they're waiting for this charter to get back on the ground mm-hmm. in New England, and it arrives in May of 1692. Mm-hmm. So the witch trials have already started. They yeah. really started in January is when the affliction starts, and February and March
0: is when people start getting named. Mm. Um, so the, so Phipps comes yeah. back, the new governor, with increased Mather, with this new charter, and the jails are just loaded up with yeah. accused witches. Yeah. So that had to have been horrifying for yeah. me. Yeah. What's happened Yeah. Right? So they
2: start this emergency court, which is Oyer and Terminer, which allows spectral evidence. And spectral evidence would have never been allowed hmm. as, you know, the sole means of conviction at any other time. But because things are so askew at that moment, that's why it's allowed. And that's what really convicts. Pretty much, not pretty much, everyone who is convicted is convicted on spectral
1: evidence. I I was reading up a little bit about the Pendle Witches. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with their stories at all. Not super well. Yeah, and one of the, uh, there's a really interesting documentary, which is on YouTube, if you get a chance to watch it, it's really good. And it's all about the Pendle Witches and how that was one of the first places that took um, children's testimony Mm -hmm. And that was used over here as like, well, Mm -hmm. they did it in Pendle and they found all these, Mm -hmm. you know, these witches and and they kind of... It was the King James, King James's book, which now I can't remember Deemology. the name of, that was it. So they used that basically <laughs> yeah. to like figure out the witches. And yeah. I don't know if that was brought over here. Do you know if that's, if they refer to that? Book I mean, well I'm or?
2: sure it's referred
0: to. Yeah. They're really the ministers probably. Yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah.
2: So the, the kind of line during this time or the, what you hear again and again is people arguing back and forth about uh, spectral evidence is okay. It's not okay. Yes, it is. And so all the ministers are arguing about what makes it okay and the things that it's based on is coming from europe
1: i think it's interesting what you were saying earlier about how you you see like english witchcraft and and it was like Mm -hmm. quite i guess mild yeah the the, the punishments and i I actually do think that's really true Mm because i I was reading about like the the witch trials on mainland europe Mm -hmm. as well and it was horrific yeah and and scotland really out of control yeah it was and king james like he was king in scotland um and he was terrified by these European mainland Europe witches, and that's why he wrote the demonology. And yep. when he got to England, and all of the the judges there were like, uh, "Yeah, exactly, I'm not sure about this." <laughs> so, although it it was an awful time, we did actually get off very very lightly. <laughs>
2: exactly. So people were executed for witchcraft, but it's nowhere near as mm. you know out of control yeah. as it is in Europe and in our, or at least in continental Europe. And um, In our second presentation, we talk about the European witchcraft trials a little bit, just to give the context of how do you get to Salem. Because Salem's at the very end of the witch hunting period. Witch trials really end in the 1750s. So 1692 is coming in right at the end. Um, So we talk about the difference between burned at the stake and being hanged, because a lot of people come here and they say, you know, where were the witches burned? And we say, no one was burned in America. (laughs) Um, And when we talk about that, we talk about that, um, legal procedure. As in continental Europe, typically you're being treated as, um, it's a religious crime, so you're being given the religious punishment, mm-hmm. and that's burned at the stake like mm-hmm. a heretic. Yeah. But typically in England, which is why I was surprised you said burn. Yeah. so now I have to, now I have another <laughs> thing to research on top of all my other projects. Um, typically, it was just being treated as any other felony, and the crime, or the punishment for a felony yeah. was hanging. Yeah. So, you know, that's where you start to see England is relatively civilized in the european you know witch trials
1: yeah and so. um, one of when we were looking at the memorial um one of my friends who i'm here with she she asked where everybody would have been buried and they wouldn't have been buried in consecrated ground would
0: they so we don't know where people were buried mm-hmm. they were they by the descriptions of the contemporaneous accounts they say they died they were cut down And they were thrown into the crevice of the granite rocks Mm -hmm. where the hanging place was. But when I first started doing this research, we thought, well, we know where two of them are. Because the family members would come in the night and take the bodies Mm -hmm. home and bury them.
2: And there's a strong family tradition that says, at least Rebecca Nurse, her family
0: came and got her and brought her back. And And George Jacobs, Jacobs, those are the two Uh that we were fairly certain that there was a body exhumed on George Jacobs' property okay. around the Civil War, mm-hmm. and it was a tall, old, toothless male skeleton, and so they think for sure that was him, mm-hmm. they reburied him, and then they have moved him to the Rebecca Nurse homestead, uh-huh. and we're, the, we're pretty sure Rebecca Nurse is buried there in an unmarked grave, uh-huh. so those were the two. Yeah. The more we go on with it, just in recent months, uh-huh. there was a Smithsonian documentary and the Peabody Historical Society's curator, Kelly Danielle, and some other historians, they sort of figured out where they think John Proctor was probably oh, buried okay. at one time. And then last week, in talking with this same woman, yeah. and, and reading a book she loaned me, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, this is where Giles Corey was buried. So it's possible most of them, I think, at yeah. this point, yeah. were, were picked up by a family member. Yeah. Mm buried somewhere
1: so where where do you think Bridget would have do you think she will be just down the road
0: she's not not one that I would put into that category because the other interesting thing about Bridget is there's 20 executed in Salem plus all the others who Mm -hmm. were accused so their efforts through the centuries from the descendants to clear the names of their ancestors and of those 20 executed Five were left dangling until 2001 and were not officially cleared, and Bridget is one of them. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. is it because family didn't fight, fight for her them? Uh-huh. And, um, three of the five make perfect sense because mm-hmm. they're very strange women and it didn't seem like they Didn't that. have a lot of family. The family mm-hmm. connections are weak. Yeah. Bridget, we know, had the one child with Thomas, Christian,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, she had children. And so, why Bridget was left out there hanging? I don't really hanging, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that was. And
2: there's this story of um, when she was still married to Thomas Oliver. They get into a fight, and they're both um, on the Sabbath. Yeah, on the Sabbath in the street. In the street, it's bad (laughs) as bad Uh, as it can be. (laughs) And they're both issued this, um, you know, they have to go to court. Yeah, yeah, they. They're supposed to have this punishment of standing outside, very you know the scarlet letter-esque. They have to wear something around their neck that says what they did, Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to be publicly humiliated, and or pay a fine. Or pay a fine. Mm -hmm. And Thomas's daughter from his previous marriage pays his fine, but doesn't pay Bridget's fine. So she has to stay out. So they obviously didn't like her. Exactly. So you know you could assume they probably were not fans. Yeah. So one of the reasons that I'm
1: so interested in kind of the witch trials and this sort of thing is I always I really feel like I I
0: wouldn't have stood a chance. Yeah. I oh like, yeah, we, that, like yeah. we would have been swing. Yeah right you yeah. say it all the time. <laughs> although, <laughs> although in a way I'd like to think that because yeah. they were very courageous. Yeah. To yeah. stand up there and say, No, mm. I am not a witch when they could see that if they confessed they would escape yeah. 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 See, that's the other I, I thing. Hope yeah. So brave. It's yeah. also
1: like with Mary being so vocal about her beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, yep. to, to do that at that time was actually really, really brave. Very, Very brave. brave.
0: And then the other thing is the spectral evidence part, all the interesting testimony against Bridget Bishop, there's more than one man, I don't know how many there are, who say, yeah. She came to me in the night and she mm. laid on top of me. Or she, <laughs> you know, I woke with her in I my woke room. With her yeah. and I couldn't breathe yeah. because she was or she's at the foot of my bed or whatever. Yeah. And I think sometimes I think was she very pretty. Was she very, uh, you know, sexually appealing? Yeah. Yeah. You what know. was her
1: job? What did she do? Do you know?
2: Well, she was a housewife or housewife. You know, mm. she would have done what a Puritan woman does. Yeah, took, took
0: care of the house. She had yeah. orchards. She had animals of yeah. some kind because yeah. there was a famous tavern uh, that was had gardens abutting her orchard. Uh-huh. So some of the testimony had to do with fighting with her while she yeah. was out in her orchard, and they would be. I was just
1: wondering if she was so like in their dreams if they saw her often so if maybe she was like
2: a shopkeeper or something no, like that. No, no. I think she yeah. was just a, a,
0: a She's memorable.
2: Woman. Yeah. So for whatever that reason be it is interesting that it's so many men um, mm, yeah. saying yeah. they're waking they're up in visited the night. In the yeah. night by it's her. So, it's so I always wonder about that. And you,
0: yeah. you do know about the tangle with Sarah Bishop or do you know about this? No, I don't. Ah. So, um, the witch trials are so fascinating because we learn more all the time. Something we always thought we knew turns out to be not so. So somewhere in the, in the records, I think it's Reverend Hale from Beverly, talks about Goody Bishop and all the things that are wrong about Goody Bishop. And it's Goody Bishop who's married to Edward. Well, there was a Sarah Bishop married to Edward, another Edward, who lived in Salem Village. Oh. And th- that couple ran an unlicensed tavern. Oh, okay. And they allowed people to play shovel board, which I assume is like shuffle board until <laughs> all hours of the night. So the residents around there hated them because this was not Puritan, because it was leading the young astray, blah, blah, blah. Somewhere, this all got tangled up, so our Bridget Bishop got, conf- got mixed up with Sarah, so mm-hmm. she was accused not only of all the other stuff, but also of running an unlicensed tavern mm-hmm. and of letting people run amok in her neighborhood all night. And that wasn't true. It was actually mm-hmm. two different women combined in the history books uh, up I until see. the 70s, maybe, yeah. even, even beyond. So there's a house that stands in Danvers that people have called the Bridget Bishop House. Well, it's not. It's uh, Sarah Bishop. The Sarah yeah. Bishop House, and, okay. Yeah, so there's more to her history that is... Yeah. Uh, just a tangle, and it shows and you, can you see how, how, yeah. how easily that could be done if yeah. you just keep calling someone Goody Bishop yeah. married to Edward. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <really>. <laughs> Where do you, like, find your information? Do you have access
2: to records? Or? Yep. um The the court records are available. So mm-hmm. we have them um, in book form, obviously, and then they're also digitized. Um, at least many of them are, not all. Um online, so you can see them that way. Um, So if we're doing primary source research, you can read what is left of the court documents. There's not a lot, unfortunately. There's a lot of people who we don't know what Mm -hmm. happened. Um, And then there's also books that are written around this time. So you have Um, Cotton Mathers Mm -hmm. first, who writes this defense of the trials, um, which has given him a very bad rap throughout history, although he really had nothing to do with the trials. Mm -hmm. He was very barely present. He just wrote the court version of Mm -hmm. what happened, Um,
0: which uh, Tad Baker calls the first government (laughs) cover-up because it was a government-sponsored defense of what they had done. Yeah. Which is
2: fair, but Cotton Mather definitely gets a really bad rap. for That That's them. really interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then after that, maybe like four or five years later, um, Robert Califf writes... Um, uh, something called More Wonders of the Invisible World, and Cotton Mather had wrote Wonders of the Invisible World. So it's this kind of response that just absolutely tears apart Cotton Mather and is a critical examination of the witch trials, which is fascinating that we have that today. So he's saying, no, this is what really happened, and goes through point by point, ripping apart all the things that Cotton Mather used as defense. Um, So both of these accounts are obviously extremely biased in both of the ways they present. So it's You can't take them, you know, you have to take it with a grain of Mm. salt, but at least it gives us some additional context. Um, And then Reverend Hale, which actually this is before More Wonders, is... Or,
0: it's published later. It's published but, later, posthumously. Yeah. I think he was already gone, but maybe it's around the same yeah. time Hale uh, writes a... A modest inquiry, which, and Reverend Hale was the
2: reverend in Beverly, so just one mm-hmm. town over. Um, and he is not very involved in the trials and originally was a defender and very much believed in them. And then kind of late in the game, his wife gets accused of witchcraft. Um, and so he starts to turn against mm-hmm. the trials. Um, and he writes this book, which is, is kind of the in-between, where he's saying... Something clearly went wrong. Innocent people were accused and executed, but... But witches
0: are real. But witches are real,
2: and this was... There was a reason for this, you know? It wasn't completely insane, so mm -hmm. he's kind of the middle ground. Um, And then there are letters and things that are written around the same time. Thomas Brattle wrote a really famous one, but um, you don't really see anybody start to gather all the pieces together until Charles Upham, who's the one who makes the Sarah
0: bishop um bridget bishop he takes the reverend bishop. Hale, yeah, yeah. Uh, record and and, yeah. and combines yeah. them so he's 1867 yeah oh, okay. so, that, first so it's a really long time after yeah afterwards, yeah, it? yeah. Very long yeah. Time. and yeah. he yes. was a historian yeah. and a minister in
2: Sinon, mm. and so his book really does hold it's, up it's a great um, book you know yeah. there's obviously mistakes in it but it's still it's a fantastically yeah. written book um
1: i did read that um because rebecca nurse is actually from great yarmouth who, which mm-hmm. is our, our kind of yeah. in our, our county as well and some of her family have actually visited the church where she was baptised oh, cool. and there is actually a plaque there wow. so that's actually really nice so,
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> come to Norfolk yeah. we so want to go <laughs> Yeah,
1: um, but I read somewhere and I, I don't know if this is true that that was part of the turning point because she was actually quite well respected yeah. that's and she, she was very elderly that's another missed opportunity yeah. turning point because yeah. she
0: was yeah. found not guilty and they all went crazy yeah. and William Stoughton especially, the Chief Justice said so I'm not okay with this. Yeah, cuz a lot of people verdict. spoke out
1: saying so actually no she is Petitions she's okay. <laughs> yeah, she was because well,
0: she was
2: spotless. She's never yeah. had any accusations. She was this very pious woman. Yeah. She's the matriarch of this big prosperous home. But something was going on between the nurses and the Putnams. It's who knows what it was, mm. you know. There's all of these kind of layers of family disputes and border disputes and all kinds of stuff going on in the village. Um, but for whatever reason, Ann Putnam Jr. and Ann Putnam Sr. just keep saying, no, it's Rebecca Nurse, no, it's Rebecca Nurse. And she just keeps popping up mm-hmm. in spectral evidence, and they just don't let it go.
0: Yeah. And it's so. suspected that maybe she had eight children Rebecca nursed did, and they all lived to be adults. Yeah. Whereas Ann Putnam Sr. had lost children, and her sister had lost children. So Were they like, neighbors? Uh, like, literally, like, neighbors? They, they were. Oh. I mean, the... the the nurses lived right in the center of Salem Village, mm-hmm. which Danvers today, on rather nice property, and the Putnam's lived to the northwest, which was rather less nice property mm-hmm. and didn't wasn't on the end of those waterways to get their produce into Salem Town. So mm-hmm. their prospects are going down while the nurses are going up, I think. And the, there's another family, the Porters and the nurses. Mm-hmm. They were just rising while the Putnam's were um, declining. declining. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but what's very strange is they say, oh, it must be witchcraft if you raised eight children to adulthood. And yet I've just read about poor Margaret Scott, I mm-hmm. think, in Raleigh, who had seven children, four of whom died. And they mm-hmm. said, oh, that must be witchcraft. But yeah.
2: there there are a couple of these big turning points. You know, you've got Bridget, and then I think the next one most agree is Rebecca Nurse, because mm-hmm. the accounts of that hanging date where people were just shocked Yeah. Um, and then the next hanging date is George Burroughs who's a reverend and people are just appalled that a minister could be
0: hanged for witchcraft mm. and um, and he said the Lord's Prayer perfectly and supposedly witches couldn't do yeah, that yeah. and so they say the crowd sort of murmured and Yeah. Like, wait a minute maybe he's innocent yeah.
2: and then um, at the end of that hanging day people left and there was this really this feeling that something was not right, but then there's another. From that day on, there is another hanging round of hanging. So it could have again ended there, and you
0: know. So what then, did make it stop?
2: What was the final straw
1: for
0: people? Governor Phipps' wife got accused. Oh yeah, so that's big. Yeah, yeah. Hale's wife getting accused also pretty big. Yeah, and I think people were just everything been, been in, enough. You'll yeah. see a line in a book where, mm. where it'll say what the people were feeling in Salem Town say, businesses had gone, you know, mm. people didn't stay out at night, they just were home, they were filled with anxiety mm. and sadness. Were
1: people moving away possible. from the area? Were they worried? I don't think they
0: had the ability mm-hmm. to, but yeah. they just were so burdened by this. Mm. And the fields, let alone the, yeah. the people who had a loved one in jail, you just abandon your, your farm and you'd travel yeah. into Boston or wherever you had to go to visit. It was just a terrible, mm. depressing yeah. thing that had happened Meanwhile, winter is coming,
2: you're not tending your crops. You know, that's one of the other things that it's really hard to quantify. You know, you can say, you know, we know approximately 150 people are in jail. We know 20 people die by execution, 5 people die in jail. But how do you quantify just how much this destroyed this community? You know, people... Um, the friendships that were destroyed, mm. the obviously lives that were destroyed. There are people who go insane in jail. Um, Dorothy Good being the saddest one. She's four years
0: old, four, four or five years four old, four or five years
2: old, and she goes in with her mother. Yeah, and, and uh, she confesses to witchcraft, and they chain her in jail, and she's in there for months. And when she gets released, her father says she just can't care for herself mm. from that point onward. Oh,
0: so, so you
2: know, it's just the tragedy that comes out of
0: it is, you know, you can't really quantify. And Atreus Mather at this, somewhere in here is also, wrote his piece where he said, you got to stop with that spectral Mm -hmm. evidence. And once they, so they dissolved, Phipps dissolved the court in October. Mm -hmm. So the last hanging day was September 22nd, eight people were hanged. And boy, I wrote about three of them, and they were just rushed through. I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing how they just railroaded them yeah. Yeah. Into, this, into this situation. So there's still a lot of people in jail. He created a new court, which was gonna hear the cases in January. And basically, uh, most of the people were released or, or found not guilty due to lack of evidence, because mm-hmm. the spectral evidence didn't count anymore. And everybody who was convicted, he reprieved them. Mm-hmm. So uh, the trials are at once. Oyer and
2: Terminer is dissolved. I mean, technically, they the trials go on longer, but that's really the hysteria is over yeah. at that point. You know, you can kind of start to see this rationality returning in December. There are certain measures that are coming down from England about, you know, how you treat witchcraft and what punishments for witchcraft should be. So you start to see this kind of return to normalcy, mm-hmm. but it's really not. It's months and months until everybody's out of jail. The Salem Witch Trials, I mean, it's over in
0: about a year, but it's it's really... It's like a year and a half, May, like May of 1693. Is when the last... last, And one of the first in is one of the last out, Tituba. Oh, yeah. She's put in jail right at the start. She's not executed because she had confessed to being a witch. Mm -hmm. And all we know is she was purchased by someone from Virginia. And then she disappears. disappears. There she goes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Weird Norfolk. Produced and edited by Richard Fair.
0: The EDP. From true crime to football,
1: Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com
2: slash channel slash Archant.